Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Church Planter Coaching Podcast. My name is Dino Sinesi, and I am the Director of Coaching for the Sin Network. And today I have a guest with me, church planter Buff McNichol. Buff is the planter of Grace Falls Church near Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I get a lot of great feelings when I think about New Jersey, Buff. How are you doing in New Jersey? I'm doing good. Just trying to stay warm right now. It's uh, it's a little bit cold, but we're hopeful that this first day of spring will finally come around. Spring is coming and baseball is in the air. The Philadelphia Phillies are in spring training. Are you a big baseball fan? I am. I am. I got to go to several games last year and, and uh, enjoyed it. Bro, before you were born, I was going to Phillies baseball games, and uh, I uh, went to Connie Mack Stadium. You you probably haven't ever even heard of Connie Mack. That was two stadiums ago. So, <laughs> Never heard of it. Yes, well, that's okay. That's why we older people are around, is to teach you young guys those things that you didn't have. But, uh, man, it is great to have you today, and we wanted to hear a little bit of your story and also hear how coaching entered into your picture as a church planter and what you did. But kind of start from the top. Uh, tell us uh, a, a short version of your calling. How did you get from Florida to New Jersey? Well, I guess the, the, the short answer is just to be careful what you pray for. You know, um, I, I read a book back in 2010 by Francis Chan called Forgotten God. And, uh, it just really spoke to me and challenged me. There was a section in there that just uh, um, he, he talked about that we really struggle sometimes in our fear that we fear God failing us, that it causes us not to ask God for big things. And so we try to cover for God because we don't want um, our view of God to fail us. And so we begin to expect more and um be satisfied with less mm. in, our, in our own walk. And he was really challenging us. And I remember reading that part of the book that I just sat it down. It was one of those moments I just sat down. I said, Lord, is that, is that me? Am I, have I come to the place that I expect less and satisfied with less when everything about you is more, mm. more than enough. And so for me, uh, we were right in the middle of a, a, a journey on adoption and uh, we were at some crossroad decisions and, uh, we serve a big God. And so we just, I just, I said, you know, God, I, I'm going to ask you for some big things and I'm going to trust you. And in, in the midst of that, God just, uh, you know, he does what he always does. He does more than we could ever ask or imagine. And um, it led my wife and I, um, we didn't adopt one child. We adopted twins. Mm. And through that, uh, God just really challenged us. And so Fast forward to 2012, we just, uh, we wanted to continue that. So we just started praying, God, help us to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, that that led us to leave a great church in, in Florida to become church planters in New Jersey. So that's why I say, be careful what you pray for. Yeah, that's that's a big change. Tell me about the twins, uh, you and Sissy, you have, uh, uh, how old are they now? We have uh, boys that are six that are fixing to turn seven, Jedediah and Judah. And then we were uh, we adopted another little girl, um, Arabella. We call her Bella. She just turned four. Wow. So lo- lots of buzz around your place. 
Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Very good. So uh, how long have you been there planting Grace Falls? Three and a half years. Okay. Three and a half years. Now, obviously, this is a coaching podcast, so we had an agenda to get you on there. We know a little bit about your coaching story, so this is a great big setup. And uh, so uh, you got there in New Jersey, and you had a church planter coach. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Well, I tell you, I was uh, I was introduced to it because of our partnership with North American Mission Board, which I am deeply grateful for. Um, and and they provided a one day uh, church planting coaching map, and I actually met you, and um, it just uh, it really opened our eyes to um you know a whole new world and so i was able to understand what coaching was put a name to it and then um got connected with sam well who has been a great uh resource for me just as a coach um and just as a as a friend just to come alongside me and we just uh, uh since that time we've just had some um we have a coaching relationship where he just calls me and or comes by and we get together and, and, uh, and just meet on a regular basis and, um, just really see what the Lord's doing and where he's directing and, 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 and making decisions and moving forward. So for me, it was through that one day coaching map. Okay. Well, very good. So tell me then when Samuel comes by, what, what's different about those conversations versus the conversation you and I are having right now and the, and the day-to-day conversations you may have with your peers or other, other church planners. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, it's a continual conversation. We pick back up um, on some of the things that, that he knows that's in my heart and he knows that I've been wrestling with and, and going through. And so it, it's a continual conversation, but it's very uh, much of a, a heart conversation because of the nature of, you know, one of the things that my takeaway from that coaching um, map that I'll never forget that it's, it's really what coaching is when it distinguishes between coaching and uh, uh, mentorship. It's, it's, it's me and saying, well, getting in sync with the Holy spirit, just listening to what God is saying. Mm -hmm. And so what's different in that is he's in tune um, and I'm in tune to what God has been saying to me. And so he's been supporting me, praying, um, um, prod me with questions as we listen to the spirits leading. And then, um, just as a follow-up of, Hey, how, how, how did that work? How did that uh, happen? And so I feel a huge amount of support when we get together and, um, and love. Sounds like some accountability too. Yeah, very much so. And for a guy like me, to be honest, I mean, I'm a um, I'm, I'm like a pinball in a pinball machine. I can go from one thing to the next and I, I'm juggling a lot of stuff. And so for me, it's given me a great direction and it's given me great, uh, you know, focus. Um, and, and, and I, and I, I feel like I'm accomplishing more, uh, when we get together and we have those conversations and I don't feel the weight of when we get together, I got to do a, B and C so that Samwell's happy. I feel like, uh, you know, we, when we come to conclusions, we really come to uh, an issue of obedience. Hey, this is what we sense the Lord saying, or I sense it, and I feel supported in pursuing that. Well, you said a couple of just big things, uh, Buff, to me from, from my seat on the bus as, as a coach and a coach developer. Uh, first of all, uh, the fact that 
you're not driven to make Samuel happy. Sometimes in our coaching and even our mentoring relationships, I don't think we mean this, by the way, so I don't think it's some kind of evil, dark thing we're trying to do. But but before we know it, we are setting ourselves up as the one that the planter needs to please. And so right. by, by keeping the, fo- the conversation focused on you and, and keeping the celebrations focused on what God's doing, then suddenly there's a new sense of awareness that this really is not about your coach, this relationship. It's about you. It's about what God's doing through you. It's about what God's asking you to do next. And then the second thing was the obedience. Uh, I'm sure there's days that uh, things don't go incredibly well for you or like you want them to go. That's where obedience has to take over. And and the, and the core value in coaching is that o- obedience is an indication of success. And That's it. Yeah, so, so very good. Kind of go back, what, what is a typical, so you kind of painted with a broad brush, but a typical meeting with you and Samuel, give me some details, help me see what it's like if I'm sitting looking over your guy's shoulders. Well, I'm a, I'm a visual guy, so I would I would envision like, uh, you know, I, I'm a Southern boy at heart, and so the whole thing of uh, backdoor guests are the best. I would imagine that our conversation starts off on the back porch. Um, he's just coming, and, and so there's some questions that he gets that, hey, he's walking from the car to the back porch, and we're just catching up, and he's just wanting to know kind of, hey, what's going on with me, with my family, and then you know, after that, we're walking into the house and we're just sitting around the kitchen and we're just talking and, and, and that continual conversation, maybe there's some things going on that we're excited about. I'm excited about, or things that are happening or things that are concerned. And, um, he's just asking questions and just listening. And eventually we're just kind of sitting around the table now. And, um, we start having those, what I call those heart conversations where he's asking those questions and, um, just kind of digging deeper of, Hey, what, w- you know, what did you think about this? Or, um, h- how did, um, how did you respond in that situation? Or, and, and, and to me, that's just, uh, that that's family just sitting around the table, just talking about life. And then, and then eventually we're, 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 uh, praying together and, and, and getting some direction. And, um, if you've ever been to somebody's house and had a great meal, you're thinking, man, we got to do this again. Um, I, I want to come back. And so then we start asking those, Hey, it's like, we're getting our calendars out when we get together again, cause this was good. And we, we want to enjoy this again. So when, when I, 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 we believe every planter needs this kind of relationship buff. And I know you coach planters too. We're going to talk about that later at, in a future podcast, but, uh, they, they need that back back porch. And I'm, I'm picturing the kitchen. Now I've got a little Southerner in me and I know you do too, but I'm big, big, uh, picturing the back porch in the kitchen and you and Samuel just sitting there having a great conversation, but there's a level of intentionality there that we don't want to miss. Talk about that just a little bit. Well, I think the intentionality um, with um, Samuel that's helped me is um, for a while, I, 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 I didn't get married till I was 33 years old. And so one of the things that, that, that was really a struggle is being single. I hated eating meals alone. And so the intentionality for me is as a planter in a lot of ways, and a lot of times you can almost feel like that single guy that's sitting in a restaurant eating a meal alone, but having that intentionality, know that there's someone that's going to, that's going to be there with you. That's going to break bread with you. That's going to, to listen and to hear your heart. 
Um, and what I've, what I love about coaching, I'm a processor that likes to process out loud mm-hmm. and talk. And so for me to know that I could have a meal that I could talk to someone and they can ask me questions and more than anything, listen to, to, to what's going on and not respond, but just listen and allow me to process has been um, a huge blessing for me. And what, what's happened for me, and this is where I credit the one day coaching, it introduced me to that's what it was when I understood what it was. And then I had that experience, you know, the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. When I got a taste of that relationship, because for a while there, I felt like I was, I was drowned and I was sitting at the table alone, but then to have that taste of what that was like and to experience that, that's why I said, it's, it's sort of like that. Hey, let's, let, let's, let's get back together again. This was good. Let's, let's enjoy that again. Yeah. Very good. When coaching is great coaching, no church planner in America has a problem showing up for it, do they? That's right. I mean, you want it. You, you, you know, I'm like, hey, when are we getting together again? Yeah, see, that's that's a great story. Well, we're going to wrap up. So uh, I want you to speak to church planters out there that might be listening to this and maybe even coaches that are trying to help a church planter taste and see, as you would say. But if you were speaking to a church planter, uh, what would you say about why does he need a coach? I would say to, to, to him is that I know that you have a ton of voices that are coming at you uh, 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 90 to nothing. And what the value of a coach is, is it helps you to tune out many of those voices that want to distract you or, or, or deter you or to take you down dirt roads. And if you get in a coaching relationship, they'll help you guide you to the successes that you not only want that you yearn for that you pray for, but if you get a good coach and you get in a good coaching relationship, it's going to help you tune out all those voices and really hear the voice that matters. And that's the voice of the Holy spirit that's speaking to you, but you just need the confidence and I need the confidence to know, Hey, this is the next step. We don't need to know the 10 steps. We just need to know the next step. Yeah, that's that's a great word. Man, listen, I appreciate your time today. I thank you for being a guest, and I know that those who will be listening to this podcast will be encouraged. The coaches that listen to this podcast may be a, a planter who stumbled across this podcast. And uh, if you're a church planter out there and you don't have a coach, uh, here's the advice I'm going to give you. Uh, go to your Sin City missionary if you're in a Sin City. Go to your church planter catalyst. Uh, maybe you have a catalyst in Sin City that you relate to uh, as well. And ask them, say, hey, I need a coach. I need someone who's going to sit at the table with me and walk me through this season in my life. Uh, This calling is incredible. It's sacred. But part of our stewardship, Bob, on the Sending Well team is to be sure that we are getting in the lives of planners and offering them this caring, this loving, and this time for obedience and accountability. So, so thanks for coming, and I know you're doing some great work in Philly as we speak. You've got a team from Arkansas helping you there, so I want you to get there uh, to, uh, to help them and continue what God's doing with you in Atlantic City. Thank God for you. Thanks for being with us today. All right. God bless. Yeah, and thank you for tuning into the, uh, the coaching podcast. Until the next time, keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.